0: Well, good morning, ladies and holidays,
1: whatever others are watching. Happy holidays. Uh, We had a brief little teaser go out about our instigating women and friends episode today being about health, wellness, lifestyle, medicine, plant based and and whatever else we want to get into. But um, the overall context is that Liz and I have agreed that it doesn't quite make sense to wait till January first to focus on these important things. Um, Frankly, I personally dig myself a really deep rut hole, generally toward the end of December every year, and then have such regret December 31st making those resolutions. So I figured it might be a little easier just not to dig so deep and to start thinking about lifestyle medicine and, and who I wanna be and how I wanna be healthy in the new year starting in December. So we are all blessed to have Leanne Mariello with us today. I personally knew Leanne uh, by working with her at Spectrum Health, which is a very successful health system in in West Michigan and learned a lot about all these things that that I've just described. And yet I will fully admit I'm an absolute novice at this. So I'd like Leanne to introduce herself and talk a little bit about her program and a plant based challenge that's coming up in January.
2: Leanne. Yeah, hi. Gwen, Liz, so happy to be here. And please know, even before I talk about my credentials in behavior change science, I'm also human. Um, and <laughs> there is no um, no expectation I even have for myself of perfection as far as health behavior change. Let me just throw that out there that I'm, uh, like everyone else, with um, behavior I do really and that I wish on an ongoing do better. So throw that out there and yeah so my background is i am a behavior scientist and uh that really means is i focused my graduate school training training when i got my phd in health psychology and really narrowed in on learning how best we can support making like meaningful change right so it's always start small but you know being able to get big enough that you can actually make an impact on your own health um and then change that can last and yeah, I had a phenomenal experience in graduate school, and twelve years after graduate school, to work with a pioneer in this field, James Prochaska, who, um, right, who developed a theory of behavior change called stages of change, which, um, it's something that's very approachable, and I think we all kind of just take for granted right now, like we're all in different stages of readiness, right? Like that doesn't sound so scientific, but. In the late 1970s and 1980s that's not how behavior change was approached so anyway, I had a phenomenal opportunity learned so much and. um, was able invited six years ago to come uh, to spectrum health and help to uh, keep people healthy and add help to healthcare and lifestyle medicine is really how we kind of you know where the journey took us. um, At spectrum health and this opportunity to build out programming and a team um, that brings lifestyle to the forefront. So not instead of other medical care, not instead of taking medicine you might need to take, um, not instead of seeing your cardiologist or your primary care physician, but truly to complement um, and surround uh, individuals with providers, physicians who are trained in lifestyle medicine. It is something you can become board certified in, um, with health coaches and dietitians and chefs on the team, um, and really empower individuals. Um, to make successful and lasting change, so like you mentioned, Gwen, going in uh, not change that just you kind of jumpstart in the new year and then it fades off. But how can we, you know, all year long support individuals in keeping up those those healthy behaviors?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Gwen mentioned that we've she and I have been talking about making some changes earlier, so it doesn't feel so monumental January first, which is you know such an arbitrary date anyway. Mm-hmm um my husband and i recently it's been about three weeks now we've started trying to walk together four days a week and um do push-ups and sit-ups three days um and we made it a couple a few days and then we both got head colds and so i don't it'll be it remains to be seen whether we're going to make it happen today but in in the um in the model that you teach what what in your opinion is the hardest stage to get through in order to make a change go from being novel um or baby steps to having lasting impact because i think that's the thing that we're both we're both pretty worried about it and he's never really exercised unless you count exercises lifting a pint of beer (laughs) repeatedly over several hours while watching
2: european football yeah. Um, well, even though that was, you know, obviously this is like conversational and not planned. There's actually a term that answers the question and it's called chronic contemplation. And what that means is that, you know, again, there's all these, like, you know, not all these, there's like five different stages of readiness to change, but, you know, we kind of some folks are in pre-contemplation where it might be that they don't even know what they're doing is unhealthy or good for them, or it mm-hmm. might be that they're resistant or they're completely overwhelmed and have no idea. Like when you think about, you know, smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. People know that's unhealthy, but they can are very often in pre-contemplation because that's how I cope, or I've always done that, or whatever that might be. So there's actually the a harder stage to get past is contemplation, which is where people recognize they desire to change, mm-hmm. they want to change. Um, and they are really struggling with kind of the, how, and they keep putting it off. That's where the chronic contemplation, like I'm going to get to that. And, you know, um, whether that it's like one thing after the other is like, well, the holidays and new year's resolutions in January, I'm going to get to that. And then, like you said, maybe then you're in a few days and you get a cold or work gets busy or something in life happens. And you just kind of keep, you know, um, yeah, kicking the puck down the lane further. Um, So that that stage of desiring, wanting to change, but then actually getting to making the change can be the hardest to get over the hump. And -hmm. like you said, you might be starting and doing small things here and there, but not consistently doing whatever your health behavior goal is on a, you know, to get you to actually making the change stick. Mm
0: -hmm. And so in our, um, in our discipline, right? The, the, we, we are coaches and I recently became a certified health coach. Um, what question would you suggest, um, asking somebody in that chronic contemplation place, which is, I mean, honestly, Ian and I will go out to a bar and drink and talk about how we're going to exercise and then not actually (laughs) exercise, but we are definitely in that chronic contemplation phase. So what would you advise is a good thing for people to either, um, ask themselves or try in that stage?
2: Yeah. So if you're yeah, in that stage, I'm going to assume that you already kind of have your why, right? Like what, what good is going to come from this? So I'd say in that kind of contemplation is, is how, how are we going to do this? And not literally like, you know, jumping ahead to like making the plan, but really when you when you ask yourself how are we going to do this thinking through your typical day right because a lot of times we can say like well we're going to do it first thing in the morning but i'm just making this up right let's maybe you and your husband like are not morning people but it's easy to say we're going to do it every morning like that's it we're going to set the alarm we're going to get up earlier or maybe you're going to say like we're going to do it at the end of the workday. but when you really think about it kids get in the way and sporting events and whatever else. So I'd say to really like, think about how are we going to do this? But from the point of really like assessing your current state, you know, so what are your typical routines and, you know, your environment? Like what, what do you have around you? Whether that's in your mind, you know, in your typical routines in your house, your workplace, wherever you are, um, that either will help you or get in the way. Um, so that can help you answer like, how are we going to do that like well first of all what do we need to change to be able to actually be successful so
1: can i weave in here that generally women midlife women especially are caregivers of children and parents and so talk about a typical day and what's a typical day. And you know, when suddenly there's a parent need to go somewhere to see a physician or a child need, cause they're home from school for the holidays. How do you balance your personal needs for this time versus all the other? Yeah.
2: Well, I'd say, I mean even i can talk about myself personally like i'd say like let's not put on ourselves trying to get a home run and everything right so we're gonna desire to get you know enough sleep and exercise and eat healthy but like what are we really trying like what's most important right now and um i guess i'll use my own can i ask you use my own example gwen to answer that question is that like i've come a long way in the last couple of years with my dietary pattern. So that's something I don't even have to think about. Like I've got that, but exercise has been like a staple in my life. It's how I like cope with stress and process. And um, As you just mentioned, Gwen, like that is something that can get difficult to fit in when there's caretaking in children. And I have like gotten off the wagon, but when I, how I get back on is typically trying to incorporate it in something that's already in my day. So a little bit tougher, but you can bundle up in Michigan, but like, can I take a work call? while moving, can I squeeze it in that way? Cause mom's not going to be available anyway, cause I'm going to be on a call. And, you know, as a leader of a team, I am in a great position to be able to, even when it's nice, out, say like, let's all do the team meeting way. Like, if you want go out for a walk and let's all join. Um, and not everyone does, which is absolutely fine, but you hear the background noise and that's okay. Um, and the other way, what I try to do, but I'm, I'm not always successful, but I was successful this morning. And I know you don't even know that Quinn, but is like, try to do it just for a little bit. And so this morning I did not have much time, but you know, a lot going on today. And I jumped on the treadmill for 20 minutes and that was all that I was able to fit in. But at least I didn't say like, I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight. And then we often know what happens tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just try to like, try to squeeze it in something like, even if it's just standing and moving when you're trying, you're doing something else or um, try not to miss there's this phrase, I like, don't miss more than a day. I mean, sometimes Liz, like if you have a cold or you really get sick, you miss more than a day, but mm-hmm. just try not to miss, even if it's not doing it to perfection, even if it's mm-hmm. just a few minutes, like just doing a few sit-ups and push-ups, like even if all you can manage are a couple, like you did yeah. it, right. Yeah. You, did, you didn't go five days without doing anything. And it just helps like keep the behavior there.
0: Yeah. I, I like how you said, and don't try to hit a home run and for every single Thing that you've got on your plate um, because that that we talked a lot in our last episode about this pressure during the holidays mostly on moms to create this magical experience you know for our kids but not just our kids right like making cookies for the teachers association which did not do um, right getting the teachers presence getting your work friends presence all the things right showing up for the whatever we celebrate with an amazing dish. And so like, how do, can we give ourselves permission to um to let good enough um, you know, be the thing instead of perfect. And I love that. It, I, I feel like I have to be reminded of everything you just said because I have this vision in my mind of I'm gonna go for a four mile run. And right, and and I'm going to have that amazing endorphin rush that you get when you make time for that versus doing mountain climbers while I'm watching Grace and Frankie or, you know, right, or like I had a dream last night that I was exercising at my son's um, cross country event because, you know, you go, you, you drive forever. The whole thing takes 12 minutes, but you stand around waiting and you could actually just exercise during that time. I'm guessing exercising your dreams doesn't really count,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully it makes you wake up. Wake up uh, inspired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it would have, but instead I got woken up by my 13 year old standing right facing mom, help! My telephone somehow ended up in a bowl of water in the middle of the night. This is an emergency, as oh, no. if like a burglar broke into our house and put her. <laughs> cell phone and a bowl of water I don't know about you but I often get shocked out of my sleep Mm -hmm. as opposed to gently waking up and thinking what am I inspired by today yeah Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Leanne, can you talk a little bit about diet? Um, let's go first to plant-based diet, the challenge. What does that mean? Is that vegan? Is that vegetarian?
2: Is that something else? Yeah. So when we, um, to answer that question, when we started lifestyle medicine and spectrum health, we started with culinary medicine, um, which is like food is medicine. Um, and, but in a very approachable way. So we really started that program almost five, and a half years ago and um our headquarters right now is at for those of you joining from green rapids michigan is in the second floor of the downtown market teaching kitchen um, and uh, part of our programming each year is to kick off the new year with a plant-powered challenge um, and It is timed at the beginning of a year, because a lot of times, like we're talking about, a lot of times we do enter the new year excited for some change and for, um, some healthier habits in the new year, healthier behaviors. Um, but we try to structure it in a way that will really set people up for success for the whole year in their lifetime. And so what plant power means is eating more whole food plant-based items, um, less out of a box. Um, you know, reducing some of that animal protein or those inflammatory foods, but it's not about becoming vegan or only eating plants. It's really structured to meet people not shockingly right with where they're ready to start. And, um, we have some folks that have been eating more plants, eating more whole foods that we'll use it as an opportunity for it to be like the all in moment. Um, but most people who join the plant power challenge are really experimenting and just trying to learn more. They're curious. How can I, you know, start having some meals not include cheese and animal products? How can I squeeze in more, you know, plants and fruits and veggies? And in a way, maybe that my kids or my husband or my family will be receptive. Um, so it's really just about learning and experimenting with adding more Yeah. Whole foods, things that don't come in a box.
0: Okay. put you on the spot, but you did say that your, your diet is pretty, um, it's, it's a positive habit now that you don't have to think too much Mm -hmm. about. Is that right? Yes. What would you say to someone like me that for whom this concept is new, like what are some really easy, recipes or it doesn't even have to be a recipe, but just something that you think could be an easy, low hanging fruit, so to speak, way to incorporate plants.
2: Yeah. So it's hard, like not like I'd say, yeah, look at what you're already eating mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. is like, how can you a lot of, and, and a bit more for, you know, I hate, like, like think a salad and greens every single day. And it doesn't have to be like, some people are like, Oh yeah, I can do a salad as a meal for other people. Like that's, there's no interest, but like one thing would be like eat some preferably darker greens, just if you want to get more power and nutrients out of it, like every single day. And whether that's a little side salad, that's a little spinach and something like, you know, just really trying to um, maybe add to what you're already eating instead of like feeling like you have to like take things away. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'd say, you know, and there's like other little things like, all right, do you eat oatmeal every day? Well, can you add some berries, you know? And that's part of what the plant powered challenge, there's lots of free virtual sessions where we try to give ideas that will resonate with lots of different people, right? Because examples for one people are like a no go for another. Um, So really just thinking about where you currently are and how can you like consistently every day, maybe add something um, that you won't mind adding, it'll be like a delight. Um it's a good way to start. What's your favorite?
0: What's your favorite plant-based dish?
2: Oh, my favorite plant-based dish. I I gosh, that's a, a hard one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna be shocking. And I promise, even though none of you know it's like what my husband made last night for dinner. Um, it's tofu scramble. And I know that like it sounds like, you know, what's that? Um it is it really resembles eggs. And that was like my one animal product that I was like, how am I going to give up eggs? (laughs) Like the meat wasn't that difficult and probably, (laughs) yeah. And like when I was pregnant during my two pregnancies, one I had twins, so I have three kids, but like eggs is what I craved. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be difficult. And so tofu scramble is not only delicious and like so healthy and like powerhouse of nutrients, um, it also provides that substitute for me um for eggs and you heard that we had it last night for dinner so yes like we often have it for brunch um but last night we had it with toast for dinner and it's delicious so it's like tofu crumbled up so you don't even know like you know it's tofu but the flavors are from just like tons of kale and even though we make it all the time the boys my boys are always like they see the the pan with like the greens like booming over the pan but it like shrinks down right so you like you see that like oh my god put all these greens in, but it's shrunk down, but you're still getting the nutrients of all that. And then these amazing like spices um, that are things that we didn't use to cook with like nutritional yeast. Have you heard of that term? Mm-hmm. Heard of I it. just Never did. Used it. Okay, so I promise I am not the only one. Once you start using it, you will use it every day and it will be a staple in your house that you'll be like, I cannot run out of that. Mm. Okay. Um, so nutritional yeast and like cumin and paprika and just turmeric. And so all these delicious flavors are in this tofu scramble. So anyway, super healthy, it fills you up and, but you don't feel like bloated or gross afterwards. So it's one of my favorite and it's something that a lot of times when we make it for having guests, they're really skeptical, but then they try it and then that's what they want, not the other food.
0: Is there an actual recipe that your husband uses or he just throws in there, whatever comes to his mind?
2: Yeah, yeah. there's that. Well, he, at this point, he kind of like makes it, um, but there's a few different recipes. um, Do you
0: share one with us so we can
2: post it with our. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna try it tonight. Okay, good.
1: That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, yeah. So as I go into my kitchen, I always struggle because people with metabolic syndrome are told keto or Atkins or at least low carb. Um, But then I hear plant-based. So this is my struggle: do I eat the fruit or do I eat the cheese? (laughs) What's clean? What you know? You hear those terms as
2: well. So, Leanne, you want to help us sort through those questions? Yeah. So I'd say, you know, the classic, like clean is what's not in a box. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard of, um, Michael Pollan, he's like a, uh, food journalist. Mm -hmm. so he's not a scientist, but he's a journalist, but, um, he has this, um, kind of phrase, you know, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Okay. Kind of like summarizes, right? Like you want to eat food. So real food, like thing. And he defines that I'll steal from him as something that has, five or fewer ingredients and all the ingredients you can pronounce, you know, the big thing, not too much, like oftentimes, especially us in America, have trouble with portion control and then mostly plants, doesn't have to be only plants and, um, at our lifestyle medicine team. We like to talk about like animal products too, as transitioning from like center stage to your condiment. Okay. Um, so like, Right. So you can think about that that even with carbs and yes, if someone has a metabolic condition or diabetes, my husband does. So I live that, um, you know, alongside him and we are both at this point though, it took many years, whole food plant-based and my husband will eat brown rice or quinoa, but it's not center. Like it's not the main part, right? So he is mindful. He has to be, you have to be mindful of carbs. Like anyone that says that would just be lying, but carbs are not like evil. Um, as some folks make it out to be. And so you definitely have to be mindful if you're managing conditions, particularly ones with insulin resistance, but, um, but there's definitely, you definitely can incorporate, especially whole food, whole foods that have carbs. So sweet potatoes are a great example. Like let's choose that over like an Idaho potato. If we're, um, have some metabolic condition and let's, you know, not eat sweet potatoes five times throughout the day, but let's have that as part of a well-rounded, mostly whole food meal and be absolutely fine. And really the big concern are usually the Doritos and the Cheez-Its and those sources of carbs that as we know, um, you know, aren't aren't helping us be healthier. Um, yeah.
1: But if I explain that to my kids, it's not sweet potatoes with butter and brown sugar all over them. It is pure, pure potato, yeah. right?
2: it is but again you can add lots of like spices cinnamon and nutmeg and um to um, season them and again it's all about starting where you know you're at so if you're you know if there's viewers whose kids have like never touched a sweet potato yeah maybe you start with a sweet potato fry be like oh not so bad dip in ketchup right and yeah for the holidays maybe you make a casserole and you know what we find with these recipes is we can usually dial way back the butter and, you know, the brown sugar on top. Um, but are there ways that we can add just a little bit? Like we, we take it as a journey and we get our taste buds acclimated to the food, curious about the food, interested in the food. Um, you know, and we're at the point now that yeah, we'll like cube them up and put some spices on and there's not butter or brown sugar, but a few years ago, our holidays definitely included more like a sweet potato casserole that had more of that, you know, you know, higher, higher fat or sugar. So kind of start, start from where you are okay that's
0: so funny that you said maybe not five times a day because i did (laughs) i was reading about what are good replacements for things like cheese and and potatoes um which are everyone's favorite in my house and sweet potatoes came up so no one else would eat it so i ate sweet potatoes for (laughs) like three meals in a row yesterday (laughs) so you're that's frowned upon
2: Little ears, I was just being, yeah, exaggeratory, but you know, it makes me not to like jump back. But, Gwen, another thing too that like throwing some black beans on the sweet potato for those with like a metabolic condition, right? Because then the fiber and the protein balances out the health, you know. Um, and yeah, Liz, what you just said too, like cheese, especially our patients at our lifestyle medicine practice, like cheese is a big deal. A lot of folks are, you know, love cheese and cannot imagine giving it up. So again, that's another thing that's a journey, but that um, food I mentioned, nutritional yeast, is a great substitute for cheese. So... I wrote
0: that down. I, I heard that from somebody else, actually, a friend, who said she yeah. cooks with it all the time. So I'll give that yeah. a try. Tonight in the tofu scramble.
2: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Or when you make, you know, I don't know, you go to um, like build your own pizza place or you make pizza at home, get sauce, ask for sauce on it. And you just like sprinkle nutritional yeast all over it. Like it's the cheese and you have that like flavor without all the you know inflammation and fat that's in the cheese. Mm. All right, I'm getting some nutritional yeast. Me too. I'm happy to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> on popcorn, I mean, it's literally one of those things that like you can put on anything. Okay, Sprinkle.
0: That's where she, that's where I heard it actually. She eats it on popcorn, my friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna give it a try. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're about at
1: time. Any final wow. questions, Liz? Mm,
0: this has been really, um, actually really inspiring. I feel I feel the most, uh, highest level of motivation I feel like I have in weeks. So thanks, Leanne. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, and Liz, I invite you to join the Plant Powered Challenge. I know Gwen already has. And even though the health system is located here in Michigan, it's global. So you can invite family and friends from around the country, around the globe. It's free. Um, We have almost 2,000 people registered, and it's still a couple of weeks before it kicks off. So, um, And it's truly about, like you're saying, Liz, like being inspired. And we have sessions on like raising a plant-based family or on how you know how can you use whole food plants to help with chronic disease and it's not about like going all the way or becoming vegan it's really about these small little like what are some of these little substitutions or things i can try that you just kind of you know take some steps dip your toes in
0: i'm in is there a link yeah we'll share okay.
2: it okay great And when start leanne it starts January second, so it's through the month of January. The sessions are, yeah, are um, recorded. So as long as you register, if you can't watch live, you can watch later. And um, in fact, our one of our uh, virtual book clubs we'll be doing is on the book Mastering Diabetes, because um, that is such a common. We you know so many, you know, individuals do suffer with diabetes or at risk for diabetes. So that'll be one of the, not the only, but one of the focal points too is, yeah, how can we use whole foods and plants to help with preventing or managing or even reversing diabetes. Wonderful.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time.
2: So you're gonna get us a recipe.
1: Yes. We're gonna get the link to the, the plant power,
2: power. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Any final comments, Leanne? No, just happy holidays, happy new year. And yeah, go in, go in. I guess I'll just end with saying like, go in with small changes that you can sustain and keep up. and That those smug knocking those small changes out of the park are going to help build up our confidence and then you know we'll just naturally be kind of you know stretching the goal as we walk into the new year, rather than diving in. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah.